this emphasis on happiness and meaningful work, that is such a topic. It's so, I, to me, it's always been relevant, but now I think to increasingly more and more people, yeah. it's so top of mind as, as people are like laid off, as people have the opportunity to reinvent themselves, but you know, maybe feel like they're in that in-between phase, which yeah. so many of us have been in, where it's like, you're not what you were before, but you're also not yet what you're going to become. And it's a weird limbo that's exciting, but also scary. A little bit scary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Especially when you keep looking at your bank account, like, come on. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's amazing. To like I've been on, I've been on Zooms where people are eating cereal with the sound mm. on. And I'm oh just, no, don't do that. I don't want to be <laughs> table. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things. I, I think if someone's speaking, for example, and like you can hear someone crunching and that's like a faux pas. I don't know. Like there's also been, so I've been on quite a few calls now where like I've been wearing my robe and like the other person is wearing their PJs and we're just like, oh, this is cool. Okay. <laughs> I was on a call and a girl, she had her phone, this lady, she, and I think she was like a mom's age kind of, she must've been about 55. And she took the phone and on and sat it on the the uh, the counter where the sink is while she went and sat down on the toilet. So you're looking, oh, no. up, <laughs> you're looking up at the ceilings <laughs> and, and you're hearing oh, all the I mean, that could have been worse. I'm not gonna even go into how, but <laughs> yeah, right? I know it's kind of unfortunate. Um, <laughs> and we're like, somebody hit the mute, hit the mute. <laughs> hey, everybody, it is Greg Kettner with the Work Happy Podcast. Hello, humans. Welcome. I am very excited today for my special guest, Stephanie Toma. How are you, Stephanie? Hey, Greg, I am doing super well. How are you? Great. I am doing well. I'm so excited to talk to you. Uh, we met, what, probably maybe a month ago? About a month ago. Through that speaking. Virtually. <laughs> Virtually, right? Yeah. You're, you're in New York, right? I'm currently in New York. Yeah, and I'm in a little town called Walla Walla, Washington. Nice. So my uh, all, all the people in our town could probably fit into one city block of New York. So That sounds charming. Is <laughs> a Forbes featured leadership and life coach, a certified hypnotherapist and best-selling author of the transformational networking book, Confident Introvert. And she does speaking, uh, workshops, uh, facilitating panels, all sorts of things. So I'm really excited to uh, have you on because I know you, you're you doing what you love to do. Uh, every time we talk, we're both happy, which mm -hmm. is great. And the whole basis of this podcast is to share with people from experts such as yourself, how you work happy, what makes you tick, and how we can help other people who are now working at home like us um, how we can change our mindset so that we're working happier, we have less stress, we have more money, more productivity, and ultimately doing the things that we love and spending the time with our families and, and friends. So okay, so a little bit about me. So you mentioned a few of the key points, you know, um, but to expand upon that, what has driven me in my career has been this merging of the personal and the professional. So I'm the belief that the way we show up in life, the way we show up in the world should not be fragmented. It's not like there's, okay, one mask for work, one mask for when I'm with my friends. So I'm all about bridging that gap to show up holistically 
And uh, I use modalities such as hypnosis and, um, and coaching. And something that people will not know currently by reading my bio. So you mentioned that I'm in New York. Yep. And so I'm not actually permanently based in New York. Uh, as of, let's see, November of 2020, I have been a nomad living in a different location every month. So okay. you know, that may last six months, maybe a year. It's to be determined. Okay. So where, where'd you start? Did you start being a nomad in New York or? I started in Boston. Okay. Yeah, Boston, Massachusetts. And uh, yeah, I know it's it's kind of funny. I, I came from San Francisco, living in San Francisco for five years. And people asked, wait, why are you going to where it's cold in the winter? <laughs> and I said, you know, there's something about it. I'm curious. I'd like to see. Yeah. So it, it has been, you know, there's nothing like of course, it's a little different this year, but uh, being in New York and seeing snow around the holidays and all of the amazing lights, yeah. it's it's been a really great experience. And I do hope to come back at some point when, I mean, I don't really know if I'm ready to brave that New York, like Times Square crowd yeah. um, on <laughs> when the ball drops. But, you know, it's it's something to kind of think about. Maybe from a hotel room, if I have a view, that'll be enough. Yeah. What, what was the best thing about Boston? Oh my gosh. So I love parks and nature, which is really, um, which is working out for me right now. So um, yeah, so I really like the Boston Commons. Uh, I have visited in the spring before and getting to visit in the winter um, was equally as nice, just lush greenery and getting to really take a deep breath and either sit and journal or read or just kind of wander. And, you know, they have a lot of interesting figurines. There's this one with little ducks. I don't know if you've, if you've okay. seen it or heard of it, but seriously, look this up. It's it's the cutest. And at the point in time when I visited, someone had knit sweaters for these 12 <laughs> duck figurines and it was the cutest thing. And apparently people do stuff like this for these figurines year round. So there's always something interesting embellished upon them. Well, isn't that cool? That's a great way to make other people happy. Right? Yes. Because you're a random person walking. And and that's one of the cool things I love uh, about a joyful attitude in, in doing things like that. Like that person will never know you or the joy that it brought you. But now we're talking about it on a podcast about these sweaters on ducklings. <laughs> well, yeah. And so I don't know if it's Boston Commons, but it's, it's somewhere one of the main areas in Boston. And it reminded me of this phenomenon that used to pop up in San Francisco where there were sweaters on trees. Have okay. you heard of this? No. Oh yeah. So it's just what it sounds like. Someone knitting. And I'm like, whoa, was someone, did someone measure the trees and then go home and knit this sort of thing or were they there at 4 a.m when no one was around knitting around the tree because yeah these things they're very well fitting yeah <laughs> a well-fitted tree in a yeah and it does make you happy because it's yeah. so random and quirky it's like oh that's like it almost gives me more permission to be a little more quirky because look there's a sweater on a tree sweater on a figurine duck what else is yeah. possible for me today yeah no that reminds me um growing up we grew up in british columbia uh, and there was this hot springs that we always used to, well, not always used to, but like once or twice a year. And it was probably about a 45 minute in the ferry ride from our house. But from the ferry up to the hot springs, somebody or some group of people had taken a ton of neckties. There was, I think we counted up to 213. Oh, wow. So tie these neckties around the telephone poles and oh. they're halfway up. So you had to be able to climb up 
shimmy up this telephone pole and tie a tie. And so there's all these different ties the whole way. And you, it, I mean, that was 30 years ago, right? But I'm still smiling about it. And that's what I love <clears throat> about doing weird, quirky things like that. And like you mentioned with the sweaters, it makes people happy. It and, does. And when we're happy, it's, it's a lot easier to live life. I mean, especially- Great way to do that is by starting your day with a walk. And the hardest part can be, okay, maybe getting out of bed, depending on how your day is going, right? Or getting out the door. And yeah, it, it's one of those things that I'm looking forward to doing a lot more of, um, being in California again for a time. Yeah. So when, when you have those mornings, I'm sure you're human, so you're like the rest of us, you're like, oh, what do you, like, do you, in your calendar, do you schedule a walk or you just like, I got to do it. I got to get out the door and I'll be fine. Yeah. So how my schedule is set up, uh, I do have a morning routine that I stick to that isn't necessarily in my calendar because my calendar is only allowed to be booked after a certain time. So my routine takes place before that time. But I, I do start my day with exercise, 30 to 60 minutes of some form of exercise. And actually, oh, something else that's fun that I've been doing for the past um, 268 days now. I know I, I just counted recently. Not, not um, <laughs> so it's called the daily stoic plank challenge. Okay. And actually this has been something that's, that's really helped as serving as a baseline for happiness, stoic yeah. philosophy. So okay. it was this sort of random idea I had to start my day doing a one minute plank and reading a stoic philosophy quote. So there's this book by Ryan holiday called the daily stoic and yeah. there's a quote every single day. So I started doing this in late March, 2020. Okay. And uh, I have an Instagram channel. It's um, at Stoic Plank. And okay. it's been, it's one of those things where every day I do it, regardless of how I'm feeling, regardless of how I look, it's just something that happens every single day. And yeah. ideally like to start my morning with it. So you get a lot of me in my PJs, a lot of me in my robe, because it's like, <laughs> all right, here we go. Let's start the day with a stoic quote. And then I'll read it and typically reflect on it and ask others who are planking with me, what did you think about that quote? And it really does help ground us and give us some sense of perspective, especially as a lot is in flux, a lot is seemingly outside of our control. It allows us to harness that sense of perspective yeah. um, fr from a deeper place and carry that into the day. That's awesome. That's great. So this is just going to be an ongoing thing. So you get up and you do do the plank right away kind of thing, or do you get your coffee? Typically, typically, but let's say if I'm dressing up for an interview or something, <laughs> then I might wait until I do my hair and makeup and then I'll do the plank. So yeah. it really varies. <laughs> No, that, that's great. And, and you know, it, having that mindset, I found for my happiness, right? Because, you know, there's times where I, I'm like, all right, I got to do this. Uh, so what I'm trying to do, and I've done successfully for the last two or three weeks, is weaning myself off of my phone. So at nine o'clock, I turn my phone off. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't have that screen time. And then uh, I was listening to someone else's podcast. I can't remember who it was, but they were saying, don't check your email until nine o'clock. Because if you start checking your email, you get into wormhole, and then it's YouTube, and then it's Facebook, and it's LinkedIn, and all of a sudden you got this, ah. But if you start out, you know, doing what you're doing, whether it's meditating or the plank and the daily stoic, then you've got your mindset, and you can kind of almost anchor in yourself, correct? 
So, uh, so something that I like to, that I practice myself and that I like to suggest to clients is to do something called the daily three, two, one. And this is in my book, Confident Introvert. And what it is, is it's a tech-free power hour with, that consists of 30 minutes of reading, okay. 20 minutes of journaling and 10 minutes of meditation. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so this can be something, some people prefer to start their day with it. I prefer to wind down with it just because the blue light from our tech is known to impact our sleep. And I always, well, knock on wood, but it's always a priority for me to sleep eight to nine hours a night. And that's a non-negotiable, but what good does it do you if you give yourself a nine minute sleep opportunity window, but you're, let's say, scrolling up until your bedtime, and then it takes you one or two hours to finally wind down, then you're not getting, maybe it's a nine hour sleep opportunity, but you're sleeping seven or six or five hours of it. So so I'm a really huge advocate of taking that time to, to be unplugged. And I think that's great what you brought up of having a firm rule. Okay, after nine, yeah. I'm not going to be doing this or that because I know that it's a rabbit hole that I will get lost in. What makes you happy? You said, I saw your eyes light up when you said being in nature in the parks. Anything else that stands out that like you just like, woohoo? Oh, gosh. So I would say... Another thing that lights me up is human connection yeah. in, in whatever forms that comes in now. So it might be, so it might be in the form of a socially distanced walk. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be in the form of a video chat. It really depends on your own comfort level. I know that in the first six months of this experience, I pretty much didn't really meet with anybody. And I was very much behind closed doors, just like, okay, I'm going to wait it out. And now that I realized this is a way of life for a time. We don't know what the time is, could be years. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I've begun to be more comfortable with being cautious, but still actively engaged in life in some aspects and respects outside of my immediate living space. So, so yeah, that includes nature. And um, when outdoor dining is a thing, I really enjoy doing that with others. Um, and so this is something that popped in my head. This is something I, I wanted to touch on the, the component that you brought up about news yeah. and how I do think that the news, it's, it's great to be informed, but there is such thing as information overload that can actually bring us down. So something that I love that I'd like to shout out, it's called the daily skim. And okay. so in, I don't watch the news as a rule just because I know the, the, the feelings that can, the sort of fear that can, that can come from that and how it's very repetitive and redundant. And I often don't learn a lot of new things watching many hours of the news. So yeah, the daily skim is this newsletter and you, it's, I think either every day, every other day, and you get a basic overview of what's going on in the world in a way that's conversational and sometimes fun. So that's kind of a mix, mixing things up, but yeah, other things that, that make me happy, I, I really think it's, so I, I view happiness as something that is not surface level, that's deep. Yeah. So, uh, so sometimes we need to clear, become more self-aware and clear some stuff out in order to make room for happiness. Yeah. So, so for example, if there's a feeling of anxiety or disease, yeah. in any way, then how are you supposed to be happy? There's a preoccupation with, with something. So getting to the root of, okay, what's making me anxious? What's the problem? 
yeah. and maybe doing some subconscious work to do some digging and find out what is that? What is the root cause? And working to fully acknowledge what that is and work through it and then get to a place where you're feeling confident and happy. So I, you know, I, I think that there's so much overlap with confidence and yeah, happiness. Absolutely. And, and that's dives right into the topic of your book, because, you know, when, when I got on the phone or on the phone, on the zoom with you and we started chatting, I'm like, this person's not an introvert, right? Everyone says that I know, <laughs> but, but, but that's something that you've, you're like, okay, I, I do love people. Like you were saying, I'd love to go out and eat and have that human connection. And, and you've taken that fear that, that, um, that part of you and have made it better by connecting and helping people such as yourself connect, right? And, and I absolutely love what you said that, that happiness isn't a surface thing, right? We can always choose to be happy. Oh yeah, I'm happy today. But if there's a job that you're the most happiest or is it now? Oh gosh. So if I were to pinpoint the job where I've been the most happy, it is absolutely now. Yeah. So there's something really special about creating things from the ground up and being in a place where I can do market research and ask for feedback, but ultimately I have ownership of my projects and I'm able to do really deep, meaningful work that is by nature transformational. So yeah. using and leveraging the inner work that I've done and I'm continuing to do because yeah. you can only help clients as much as you've helped yourself. And, you know, I have a coach as well and I'm coaching people at the same time. So uh, so yeah, there's just this sense of gratification that comes from knowing that you're living out your life purpose. Yeah. And, and that feeling that you get when you do talk to your clients and you see that major shift in their lives, you know, I, I know just whether I'm speaking or, or coaching, if you get that breakthrough, it's the light bulb goes off. And I, I did stand up comedy for 12 years. And when you see, when you're standing on there on stage, you have 200 people and all of a sudden people are just like, oh, I totally have been there. I know what you're going through. And you just, that light bulb moment is, is so great. How did you get to where you are now? What were you doing before and what led to, to speaking and coaching? And, and I held a variety of odd jobs and uh -huh. uh, <laughs> let's say throughout my career. So it all kind of started with, I was on a fairly traditional track of doing internships, then having a couple of nine to fives. And there was this pivotal moment where I, I was deemed non-essential and fired. So I can certainly relate to that experience. And I was thinking, wait a sec, like I did good work, what's going on? <laughs> um, but yeah, sometimes, you know, whatever the reason is, um, sometimes jobs don't work out and there can be a lot of stigma against being fired, but think about it, like in romantic relationships, for example, you know, sometimes you break up with someone, sometimes they break up with you. So I really think we should destigmatize whether we leave a job, whether the job leaves us. Yeah. It's really what it comes down to is what serves us and what doesn't. So I realized ultimately that, that job that I was in was really just grazing upon the surface of what I have to contribute in this world. Uh -huh. So ultimately it was one of the best things that could have happened, even though I went through a total identity crisis and <laughs> the answer to the question, what do you do was I have no flipping idea. 
<laughs> you know? Uh, so then it, it became this opportunity to find myself in a way that no one externally could take away. And it was not just rooted in what I did for work. I became very clear on my mission and my core values and uh, even more clear than before when you, know, you do have that extra time to really ponder. <laughs> and, uh, and I decided, okay, all of my work from this point forward will be a combination of meaningful and fun. And that is the standard. I will not go back from this. Yeah, working and being happy is being authentic, being yourself. And, and allowing for the differences in others. And I, I feel at times working remotely now that it's a little bit easier. Rather, two things before we go. And uh, I want to let everybody know where they can reach out to you. Um, one is what's the best piece of advice you've ever given someone mm. else? And number two, what's your favorite ice cream? My favorite ice cream flavor, I love a good cookie dough ice cream. Uh, ben and Jerry's? I mean, it could be Ben and Jerry's, or I actually really have enjoyed McConnell's. So okay. I'm not, I don't necessarily have a brand where, oh, this is the only brand, but yeah. typically if it's, let's say, Italian gelato, yes, yeah. I, I would like that, please. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that's going to be the favorite ice cream flavor and the best piece of advice that I've given. Yeah. Oh, goodness. I know I'm used to, what's the best advice that you've received, right. but the yeah. best advice that I've given um, has got to be the sentiment that that our confidence and our happiness resides within us. Yeah. That if we are seeking to find it externally through experiences, through people, we will continue to be empty-handed because we're not reaching instead inside of ourselves where I promise it's already there. No, that's great. That's great advice. And uh, where can people on who are listening to the Work Happy podcast, where can they reach out to you? If they want to talk to you about a speaking opportunity or coaching, how to be happy, or to live the nomad lifestyle. Oh, goodness. Yes. Okay. So if you're interested in getting in touch with me to learn more about coaching, so this is a leadership and life focus on and utilizing some subconscious work as well to identify what those blockages are and lift those blockages, um, then you can go to stephanietoma.com slash coaching. And if you're interested in Nomad Life, I've partnered with Quilt, which is an app that's currently in beta. And I host monthly chats on that app called, um, let's see, Conversations with a Nomad. So, so there you go. Uh, so, so that will be about once a month where I check in about where I am and what I've learned and also help guide people through things like, how do you go about selling all of your furniture? How do you go about this? And, you know, I have some tips and tricks that helped me out. And then, yes, if you're interested in getting in touch with me uh, regarding speaking, I speak on the topics of leadership, life, and uh, networking as well. So you are welcome to reach out to stephanietoma.com slash contact or hi, hi at stephanietoma.com. And I also have an email newsletter. So if you'd like to stay in touch and just kind of learn about what's new and uh, different, different things that I learned that are relevant to bridging this gap between the personal and the professional self, then you'll also just want to go to my website and plug yourself in there at stephanietoma.com. And last but not least, oh my goodness, um, I don't forget, I almost forgot, I wrote a book. It's called Confident Introvert. <laughs> so you can find it on Amazon 
or do a quick Google search and it's been picked up by more bookstores than I'm aware of. So you will find it if you type in those, those keywords. Well, that's great. Well, th again, thank you so much, Stephanie. I really appreciate, appreciate your, your positive attitude towards life. You know, you, you've taken what you have, you, you transformed it into what you want to do. And uh, it, you can just see the happiness and that you share with others, right? You're, you're changing the world one person at a time and that, that makes the world a better place. So thank you for all you do. Thank you, Greg. And, and it really, yeah, I, I, it's so amazing what you're doing, especially as you're making over your life, you're enabling others to do the same. So I just think it's really powerful work that you're doing. Well, good. Well, I appreciate it. So it's a good thing that we talked today about being yeah. happy and about being positive. Yeah. So thank you, everybody, uh, for listening to the Work Happy podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and write a review when you can. Thank you very much and have a great day and work happy.